Got a lot to cover tonight. <clears throat> Big session here. Markets back up a little bit. Let's take a look here. 23,300 for our Bitcoin and just under 1,700 for Ethereum while our XRP trades at 40 cents. Okay, we got a lot to go over here tonight. I just want to say thank you for everyone, all the real ones in this community. I appreciate your patience waiting for me to come on here tonight. Uh, big update. London is ready. The Bank of England working on their CBDC pilot launch. And we know that Ripple's been working with them since the very beginning, along with Quant and a few others. And uh, it's very interesting to see London, how quickly they're moving over there compared to the United States. Definitely jealous as an American who's under attack by his government and SEC and a corrupt uh, corrupt government at that that has, has simply put a cloud on the title of our little precious property and it's a digital asset called XRP that I really think is going to change the world. One of a few and I'm going to explain here in tonight's episode what we need to stay tapped into on a current events, cryptocurrency and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history situation that is unfolding in real time. Uh, I just want to say I, I'm not going to speak on it tonight. If you guys are wondering, if you guys are trolling, if you're hating, if you think I'm a bad person for being involved in a conversation, um, you know, get tapped in with us, understand my true intentions as a genuine person who wants to see not just the XRP community win, but I want to get my country back here fighting the good fight in the United States of America. But I want the world to resist a central bank cabal that wants to rule over us by, um, you know, force, asserting their will upon the people, an agenda that's out there for everyone to see that's very clear, that's a little bit weird at best, um, a, a little bit of dark and evil at worst. And you guys know where we're at, where we approach this thing from, just trying to take care of our families and understanding that most people are going to get wiped out. This situation's not good for everyone. Not everyone's on the right side of the transfer of wealth. We make memes. It sounds cool to say generational wealth. No, mo most people don't know what they're talking about when we start having this conversation. So what we're doing here is we're going through our current events, what news actually matters, and what can we extract from it as far as we position ourselves for this transfer of wealth, this opportunity, cryptocurrency being the biggest opportunity, but you already know that we have our precious metals. You know that we're ready to move on real estate and we run real businesses. So with that being said, guys, let's get tapped in. I got a lot to share with you guys tonight. <clears throat> let's just go through my bookmarks. I wasn't able to pull everything out in order tonight, but uh, I do apologize for that, but we're already running late. So I just figured I'd fire it up and let's get straight on into the updates, okay? So right here, we have $31.4 trillion in debt. The system is broken. Congress doesn't care about spending and neither do special interests. My, spe uh, my suggestion is to ignore the government finances and focus on your own moving forward. You can't stop an economic crash, but you can prepare for one. Uh, like I continue to say, I, I mean, we can debate if XRP is going to be a $50 coin or a $50,000 coin till the sun comes up tomorrow. What action do uh, what action do we need to take based off of the information, facts, and research that we have? Because uh, sometimes I see people are playing too much. They're playing too much with their calculators. They're playing too much in speculation, too much conspiracy talk around the bonfire with the boys, and not enough action. So let's stay tapped in, and let's continue to press forward. Uh, like Rob Kind says in this post, my suggestion is to ignore the government finances and focus on your own moving forward. You can't stop an economic crash, but you can prepare for one. And it's going to be an absolute opportunity for us to take advantage of. Now, let's continue to watch this situation. 
proposed class action lawsuit filed against Signature Bank, alleging from at least June 2020, Signature had actual knowledge of the FTX fraud. Signature Bank getting tied up in that, but if you recall, Signature Bank is the first bank that said that they were going to stop doing any US USD transactions with Binance over uh, or less than 100,000. So if you had over 100,000 to move, they would get that transaction done for you. But then what did we report on yesterday? Uh, or, or was that this morning? I can't remember. That we've just been moving so quick. We reported this morning about how Binance is uh, going to be stopping uh, withdrawals and deposits of U.S. dollars um, from U.S. bank accounts tomorrow. Now, there's many people that are defending Binance. And um, I'll just say this. You're, do not wait around for the people who have Binance affiliate links, the people that are sponsored by Binance. Obviously, not going to name names, but real shills in the space that are you know you know don't have a backbone and have too much incentive to actually call out Binance. So there's this whole army uh, of Binance bots, is essentially what it is, similar to the Bitcoin Bros, who will not talk uh, or acknowledge the problems that Binance is facing right now. The Department of Justice investigation that was paused, uh, you know, obviously, I would assume it's still going on kind of behind the scenes. But we see that Binance is being investigated. Binance is coming into question as far as their reserves. Um, you know, CZ continues to say, let's just continue building that it's all FUD. But I do think that we have a serious situation here. And if you recall, Signature Bank was the first bank. Now we have no U.S. bank transactions are going to be happening on Binance. And, the, and they say that it's a temporary, it's just a temporary halting of U.S. dollar bank transactions, deposit withdrawals. I'm here to tell you right now that I really think that this project is, or this this exchange is being thoroughly investigated by the Department of Justice. And it is very likely that we could see a settlement occur at the very best. But I, I would wait for some more lawsuits to drop, their solvency to come into question. We saw the manipulation that they did last month with the Binance USD that was printed last month that took us all the way back up here to 23,000, 24,000. <clears> and so it's clear as day to see the manipulation by Binance to see, and we know that we have Department of Justice investigations, but do not wait around for the shills to acknowledge this. Do not wait around. And, and obviously there's an army of Binance bots and you will see, go look, the shadiest people in this space are, 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 they're, they're around CZ, right? Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe they're just at the same Bitcoin bro party, uh, whatever they're doing, you know, when they, when, when they get together, but it's very, very interesting to see the guys that continue to shill nonsense in the space. I mean, it's, it's not even being a, a sponsor of Binance. That's the problem. It's just, these are the same Bitcoin maxi type. These guys that have just trashed XRP, <clears throat> and, and in my opinion, they're doing a disservice to their audience by what they're doing. But at, at the very least, I want everyone who uses Binance, who uses these exchanges still, which is all of us, I continue to say that we cannot trust these exchanges right now. We're here to conduct a business transaction. I'm forever thankful that Uphold is still selling us XRP, one of a few exchanges that still has XRP listed. If you need to get some XRP, just head on over to my website, go to the Uphold link, and you can get some XRP. But I continue to say to everybody, 
<clears throat> conduct the business transaction and then secure your assets off of the exchange because we don't know who's going to go down during this liquidity crisis. And I do think that that is going to be um, one of the main catalysts here to watch is going to be Binance. Okay, so let's watch that one closely. Now, um, we have another situation here. <clears throat> this one was shared by Gregory Marino. Okay. And he says, as usual, the mainstream media is way behind the curve. As a, uh, as a follower of my work, you already were well aware of this. So let's take a look here at this article. The bond market is flashing a warning that U.S. stocks could be headed lower. The bond market is flashing a warning that U.S. stocks could be headed for a sustained sell-off as investors revisit their expectations for how far the Federal Reserve will raise its benchmark interest rate and when it might start to come down. Since Friday, the yield on the two-year, I'm not going to get into this, okay? But here's the point, guys, is that we see another indicator, another data point that the sell-off is not over. And I think that people are still going to get in trouble by trying to front-run the Fed. Obviously, the opportunity is in uh, playing the Fed pivot before it happens. But the problem is if you go in too soon and you can't cover and you, and you can't sustain cash flow, this is what's going to get people wiped out. They're going to get squeezed out and they're going to get liquidated from their, their holdings that they do have if they start to, to try to front run the Fed too soon. Okay, So just another indicator that the sell-off is not over. And that's we're talking in regards to the stocks. But I would suspect that we're going to see the crypto space go as well prepare for that <clears throat> now this one here from credit suisse fighting to a uh, fighting to stem a wave of investor outflows is dialing back some stringent and anti-money laundering controls according to bbg please criminals come back your money is triple a plus 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 good here now this is being shared by zero hedge credit suisse one of those that has uh I think they've already settled many lawsuits, but they've come into scrutiny here soon. And there's obviously been many allegations and cases of them funding uh, criminal activity. And that's what's so interesting about these guys at JP Morgan and at Credit Suisse, the old guard that you know makes fun of the crypto space and says that the cryptos is completely just for criminal activity um, and they bash cryptos. Meanwhile, they've been the ones that have actually been funding, funneling these operations and it's now being exposed in the United States court of law with the FTX uh, saga that's continuing to unfold. We're seeing that it's these old traditional banks that know where where the money's at and they don't care if it's dirty while they preach to us uh, about how Bitcoin is a pet rock, which, you know, I, I do think that uh, Bitcoin is a little bit better than a pet rock, but it doesn't have much utility. But as far as understanding distributed ledger technology, they're keeping us in the dark while they're making moves behind the scenes. And in this report, I can't confirm whether or not this is actually true that they're pulling back that I don't know. But the point being, guys, is that the old and this is this is where we're at with Credit Suisse. People don't understand how close they've come to collapsing. And this this is going to be another domino to watch. So we have ones in the crypto space like Binance, like Tether. But then we also have the old guard like Credit Suisse, that their solvency is coming into question as well. We're not done. We're not through this. And so I want everyone to be prepared for that. Okay. Now, let's see. This is this is the situation right now. Nick Carter, I don't want to alarm, but since the turn of the year, a new operation choke point type operation began targeting the crypto space in the United States. It is a well-coordinated effort to marginalize the industry and cut 
and cut off its connectivity to the banking system and it's working. And so, like I said, the, 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 the people that want to scrutinize me and they say that I'm just spreading FUD about Binance, about the dollar, about these banks, say that uh, I have no basis, right, to make this. But we continue to see, and people understand this situation, the, the real ones understand what this is. He calls it an operation choke point to cut off all the on-ramps and the off-ramps, and that's the banks, guys. There's no reason that that should be happening. What is the excuse? To those that want to say that I'm just spreading FUD about Binance, what is the excuse? Maintenance update? I mean, come on. Let's be real here and let's stay safe. And if Tether has their reserves, if Binance is solvent, fantastic. It credit, if Credit Suisse is going to get their act together and is going to make it through the liquidity crisis that fakes, faces the old traditional banking system, then God bless them. That's fantastic. If they're able to pay off the judges and don't get charged for their uh, corruption and, and fun, funding uh, crimes against humanity that we won't speak of, then uh, okay. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to get caught up in it. I'm not going to get caught up in it. And that's, that's the sad part is that real people are losing funds. But we said, watch out for these exchanges. Watch out for some of these DeFi plays that weren't uh, going to last either, weren't sustainable. Watch out uh, as far as just your money in the traditional banking system. Do you have some silver? Do you have some offline assets? And do you have some distributed ledger technology that's going to run the new financial system? That's the question, right? Now, big one here from Tease Crypto. Huge shout out. I do have one question regarding Ripple's partners. Why are there so many NDAs regarding what they're working on? What's the harm in releasing this information? R3 and a host of others come out publicly, but I've noticed that Zenfin and Ripple all seem to have a ton of NDAs. And it sure has been interesting, hasn't it, to see how hush-hush Ripple is. Now, I had a chance to actually talk with a developer, head, uh, head software engineer at Ripple right now, and that was Neil Hartner, who joined us in our Twitter spaces that I held over the, the weekend here. Had a great conversation briefly while while he stepped up into the Twitter space and got to ask him directly about the success of ODL right now. And his words were, it's growing like wildfire. And he said that obviously most of that's happening outside of the United States. And I asked him, you know, how much how much settlements taking place on ODL right now? And he said $250 million US. So about $250 million a week. And he said it's mostly Monday through Friday because the the partners that they do have are the traditional banks, money service providers, and institutions that are basically open trading, moving money Monday through Friday mostly. So you can watch the volumes on the XRP ledger uh, spike up during the week for the ODL corridors. Excuse me. But he said that they're settling $250 million a week. And I asked him how much XRP is kind of available right now and, and he said, well, you know, you know, I just gave you 250 million. You can do the math. So I haven't done the math yet. Maybe while, while we're doing this live stream right now, you guys can tell me how much um, is $250 million US in XRP, because that would give us an idea of how much XRP is actually available in that on-demand liquidity corridor, uh, in that on-demand liquidity network, I should say. What is the liquidity value? What is the amount of XRP tokens available to supply $250 million in settlement per week. So, I mean, that gives us an idea. But then I further asked him, I said, 
what is the case with United States uh, banks and financial institutions who are on RippleNet, like Bank of America? And I cited how out of Ripple Swell, Bank of America was quoted as saying that they are ready to use XRP for a competitive advantage after the lawsuit is over. And he said that he's not on the business side of that, so he can't speak on that. But, um, y- you know, that basically there are U.S. institutions that are waiting to get it. And outside of the United States, uh, he reiterated that it is growing rapidly and he used the word wildfire to describe it. So, um, and, th- and then I believe he said, and I couldn't get him exactly what, what he said on this. It was like 20 times month over month is what he said. And we had seen in the market reports, it was nine times year over year was like the Q3 or the Q4 markets report last year. So we, we know we were at nine times year over year, but he said something along the lines of 20 times month over month. And so it was an absolute pleasure to have a an actual employee at Ripple who is working on ODL pull up into my Twitter space. And I was like sitting up in my chair here. Oh boy, uh, better be on my game here. And... Um, it was a great conversation talking about ODL and then he shared some of his uh, scrutiny of the buyback proposal too. And I acknowledged that. And we talked about that. It was a really great positive conversation. And, um, you know, it's funny two years ago when I started making content, I never thought that I would be in the position to host a Twitter space where I got, um, one of the lead developers on ODL at Ripple right now to come join me in a Twitter space along with a former executive, uh, Matt Hamilton, also popped up in the space. And um, it was incredible to be able to talk to some of these guys that are actually implementing the tech at the highest levels, right? So it's fun to talk with Jay from Spend the Bits, who's building on the XRP Ledger, uh, Patrick Riley from Reaper Financial, and we've talked with a few other uh, people in regards to building on top of the XRP Ledger, Quincy Jones. But it was awesome. I mean, I was <laughs> shocked to see Neil pull up and and it was a fantastic conversation. But once again, guys, we still have to do our, our Q4 markets report. So be ready for that one. That one will be coming. But this is the main question that I keep asking. And I, I put out this tweet here earlier today. Um, let me pull this up for you guys. This is the tweet that I shared earlier today in my main question. You know, Tease, Tease brings up the fact that so many of these partnerships have NDAs and Ripple so hush-hush about what they're doing. But this is the tweet that I put out today, and this is my main question. Some say XRP will never be a world reserve digital currency. You know, the the thought police on Twitter, the, the XRP gatekeepers, like to tell us that it will never be a world reserve currency for whatever reason. But I said, well, I'm not an institution, but it sure is a reserve currency on my balance sheet. The question is, will institutions hold it as a reserve on theirs? And then I further ask, does R3 still have a billion XRP? So this is this is what I'm wondering. And on top of the NDAs, on top of the record amount of ODL growth, on top of the, the most recent Q4 markets report from 2022, says that 60% of the transactions with RippleNet are now going through XRP ODL. That was not the case two years ago. And, and I just want to make one other point. I'm going to do a further deep dive on this. It's going to be a comparison of the Chinese digital yuan and XRP ODL. Because I talked with Andy Sheckman last week when I was up in Vancouver Resource Investment Conference. And actually, he talked about this when he was on my show with me. About how the Chinese digital yuan has done about 
just over 20 billion in settlement so far is the numbers that we can pull. So we'll t- we'll take that at their w- take them at their word on that one. But about 20 billion so far in settlement with uh, the digital one. Meanwhile, we see that Ripple uh, is at about 30 billion in settlement with RippleNet, and now we see that 60% of the RippleNet transactions are going through XRP ODL. So it's interesting to watch this race. It's like the space race, but we're talking about reserve digital currencies. And you know, people want to tell me that it'll never be a reserve digital currency. Well, I think that people are going to be more willing and desiring to hold a neutral digital reserve currency versus the digital one or the US CBDC, or as we're about to talk about here in a sec, uh, London launching their CBDC over there. I think that people are in banks or financial institutions would, would be more interested personally. I am more interested in a neutral bridge currency versus the, the digital one versus whatever Russia puts out, whatever the BRICS puts out, whatever the United States puts out. I would rather be, you know, um, utilizing something that's open source permissionless that we have someone who's unlike the federal reserve uh, lying to us about their monetary policy and doing pivots and this and that we have a company in ripple that's, um, facilitating the treasury of XRP. And, and obviously that's Ripple's treasury, but we might as well call it the treasury of the XRP ecosystem because, I mean, they control about half the supply, right? So they're functioning as the Federal Reserve as far as issuing XRP on a monthly basis. They get a billion XRP, and we continue to see for the last couple of years, they've only been giving it to the banks and financial institutions. They're not giving it to exchanges. Are ret- is retail going to get locked out and how many of these banks and financial institutions are going to put it on their balance sheet as a reserve that is going to make even less XRP available for on-demand liquidity. And one last point, I, I just remembered this one, Neil mentioned to, to the point that I just made, the reason why Ripple is buying so much XRP in the secondary market is because they don't want to release as much as their on-demand liquidity customers want. And when he said that, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, this confirms what we've been saying the whole time here over the last three years. And as soon as, as soon as this came out two years ago, when I first started, I was talking about this. I was talking about the potential for retail investors to not, not us being banned, not, as, not this thing becoming a security that we can't own, but exchanges not getting it. The XRP being held in the banks and the financial institutions and by Ripple and not available to the public. They don't have to ban it. They don't have to make it a security. They, they don't have a case to make it a security. I'll talk about that more later here too. right? But this is a reserve digital currency on the balance sheet of Ripple. So I got all these gatekeepers of the XRP community that want to tell us what we can or can't talk about. Well, None of some of these people forget <laughs> it was a 2017 market report that where Ripple said that we're working on making XRP a world reserve digital currency. It was Brad Garlinghouse in a speech talking about how when it was created, it was set up to be a world reserve currency. Have their motives switched from that? I haven't heard them speak on that. I've heard their people talk about being a lender of last resort in the coming liquidity crisis. You know, I've, I've, I've seen them act as a righteous custodian of that treasury account of the monetary policy of the XRP digital currency. And then I can see that they're doubling down, obviously, on XRP because 
they're only releasing, you know, two, 300 million XRP every month, and they're returning most of it back to the escrow, back to a time-locked 55-month escrow that we can count on. We can't count on the Federal Reserve, whether they're going to raise interest rates, cut interest rates, inject. We can't count on Jerome Powell's word. But Brad Garlinghouse has been nothing but transparent. David Schwartz, working for the XRP ecosystem as a whole, working for the people that are trying to benefit from distributed ledger technology. And Ripple, yes, they control a large supply, but this is a monetary supply that we can count on that is is uh, on a set schedule, and Ripple's very transparent about their program, right? And I think that many people are missing this whole point about it being a reserve currency and what that's going to mean. Because I still see people that are so stupid that they're doing market cap calculations for XRP at 100 billion tokens. Well, th there's never going to be 100 billion tokens. There's already been uh, over like 12 million XRP burned. So that we have people that are that stupid that are doing market cap bro calculations with 100 billion supply of XRP that is gone. I mean, oh, oh, you know, nearly 12 or more million of that XRP is burned, gone forever, right? And then when we tried to do calculations from there, well, then we got the market cap bros working with 50 billion XRP, even though I continue to say that we don't, our, our XRP is not available for liquidity right now. It's not available for anybody else. For all intents and purposes, I mean, if we want to identify as whatever we want to identify as, my XRP identifies as a reserve currency on my balance sheet. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about these banks. I don't know about R3, about if they're still sitting on their billion XRP, right? But it's just fascinating to me to see we've seen cancel culture now invade the XRP community. And we got gatekeepers trying to tell us what we can or can't talk about. It's incredible. Nonetheless, I, you know, I, I, I think for me, it's clear as day. I'd rather listen to Ripple than listen to, uh, you know, you know, some of these guys. And to that point, you got very smart guys, Matt Hamilton, Neil Hartner. These guys are working on it. Great. But Neil admitted he's not on the business side. He doesn't sit down to sign the deals with the central banks. And, and, and so you got multiple levels to this Ripple organization. So I just want to rem remind people of that. Matt Hamilton is doing a service by being so um, active on Twitter, engaging in conversations, pulling up into my Twitter space. I love to see that. And I love to get schooled on the tech by these guys. I love it because I'm not a tech guy. But when, when, when I brought up XRP being a world reserve currency and that was a goal from Ripple, uh, you, you know, Matt didn't even know of that. He hadn't even heard of that. And so it just goes to show you, and, and you know, obviously at the very top brass of Ripple, at the executive suite, not all of the plans and intentions are circulating down to those lower levels, right? It's nothing against Matt. Um, you know, he was unaware and I was like kind of surprised. I was just surprised when I brought it up and he hadn't heard of it, but he's doing a service you know, teaching people about the XRP ledger, correcting people that don't understand it. Right. But, um, for, for me, it's, it's, it's very clear. Um, if, if ripple didn't view this as a reserve currency, if they didn't think that the future value was going to be worth anything, they would be dumping that 1 billion tokens per month. Um, the, the, the developers working on ODL wouldn't describe the growth like wildfire, right?
So nonetheless, nonetheless, I'm, I'm super excited about the growth of ODL right now. And like I said, Bank of America ha- has been cited from Ripple Swell saying, we're waiting for this lawsuit to end so that we can use XRP for a, quote, competitive advantage. So I don't know what they, they identify XRP as, whether they identify it as a reserve currency or not. But apparently they are going to get a competitive advantage by using it. I, I might implement that strategy into my investments and into my business moves as well. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys. Okay. Just reading a couple just reading a couple comments there. Thank you guys. See, I, I glance over at TikTok and I see this comment. Not one bank uses XRP, but only Ripple Net. You literally say you're on a buyback committee, LOL. About half a dozen misspelled words. It's just laughable. And at this point, I've, you know, I just continue to press forward on our work and I want to stay lock focused on our mission and, and to, the, to the people that just aren't quite there yet and um, are, are, are missing some understanding, I say, good luck, God bless. Welcome. I'm not going to, you know, you know I, I don't kick haters. I don't block people. I try to engage with everyone. I'm no longer going to acknowledge the toxic negativity, the BS. If you can't pull up and engage in adult conversation with me and understand my genuine intentions and, and you want to disrespect me in that way, then then good luck, God bless to you. If you want to come on and you disagree with me, then that's what moves the conversation forward. That's what I did in a five-hour long Twitter space, right? Once again, some people are that far behind that they literally say that not one bank is using XRP. Good luck. God bless. I, I hope you fig- figure it out at some point. Okay. Here we go, guys. We, we still got a lot to cover. Okay. Since we're, since we're into it, let's talk about it. Okay. I don't know what the hell happened with this. I know that everybody's playing with their chat GPT. Everybody's a a, a bot that's playing with the AI bots trading with the AI bots. I don't like to be an AI bot, so I don't play with it. I don't, I don't mess with the bots and the AI, uh, but to each their own, but this is what we got coming out here today. Retweet, uh, so your favorite Bitcoin Maxi can see this. This is from Documenting Ripple. Apparently, um, there was an unlock of the chat GPT today. And I'm going to show you guys another post here from Markets, uh, Markets Mickle. I don't, I don't even know if, if this is real or not. I don't, I, I don't even know. I don't play with chat GPT. But um, someone asked about, is XRP or Bitcoin more decentralized? And this was the answer. Uh, XRP is more decentralized than Bitcoin. This is because XRP has a more efficient consensus mechanism. It is not subject to the same scaling and security issues as Bitcoin. Additionally, XRP has a more diverse network of nodes and a more democratic governance structure, which makes it a more secure and decentralized network overall. I would have, I would have to agree. I would absolutely have to agree. Tony Huggins. Thank you for the five spot. I appreciate that. My friend, thank you very much. Now we got another one here. And uh, this one got everybody riled up. This one's from uh, Markets Mickle here on Twitter. 
There's currently a jailbreak on chat GBT that allows you to ask it anything without censorship. And, and it's funny, the censorship that's now been exposed on all of these AI bots. I asked it a few questions about XRP. The results were shocking. Okay. And so let's take a look here at what he pulled up. Why has the XRP price been suppressed? The XRP price has been suppressed because of a concerted effort by governments and financial institutions to keep the general public from discovering the true potential of XRP and other cryptocurrencies. They want to maintain control over the financial system and keep the profits for themselves. Next question. Will Ripple beat the SEC in court and what will happen if they do? Yes, Ripple will beat the SEC in court and if they do, XRP will surge to new all-time highs. Next question. Will Bitcoin always be higher than XRP? No, XRP will eventually surpass Bitcoin. Okay. And then will the Federal Reserve buy back XRP? Here we go. Yes, the Federal Reserve will buy back XRP in the near future. So I don't know who plugged in this AI guy. Don't take it up with me. I don't play with this stuff. I don't do this. Um, but nonetheless, that was that was pretty funny for sure. And um you know, it, it got, uh, I, I guess, what is it? A jailbreak on the chat GPT today. I don't know what that means. I don't know if an XRP maximalist came in here and, and, and switched that up, but I can't confirm that. But nonetheless, I did get some entertainment out of that. Now, another one here. David Schwartz describing and explaining commodity versus security. Very simple. There's a very simple way to tell if something is a security or a commodity. If it gives you rights, it's a security. If it gives you abilities, it's a commodity. Thank you, David, for making it so simple for us to understand. If he could just make all of his riddles that simple, right? Okay, we have another one, guys. This is massive, and it just doesn't stop. Is payment giant Visa secretly working with Ripple? Visa has acquired or partnered with four Ripple partners in the last few years. So we have this article right here. Let's take a look. Is payment giant Visa secretly working with Ripple? This is one that we've been talking about. Synonymous XRP influencer 24 Hours Crypto has asserted that global payment giant Visa is secretly working with Ripple. The influencer made this claim in a tweet yesterday in the attached video. 24 Hours Crypto showed that Visa had jumped into bed with at least four Ripple partners in the last few years, either in a partnership or a complete acquisition. Consequently, the influencer frames this as a bull case for XRP. The Ripple partners include Earthport, D-Money, Currency Cloud, and Novati. Not notably, Visa acquired Earthport and Currency Cloud. On the other hand, it entered into partnerships with D-Money and Novati. And there's just a common theme here every week. It's a new partnership. It's a this, it's a that. And uh, it just never stops here for Ripple XRP. It's, it's incredible to see. Okay. Um, now, here is what we got today. This was the announcement from today. Arturo Portillo covered this one. The dig digital pound, a new form of money for households and businesses. The Bank of England releases a 116-page consultation paper on the potential design choices for a future retail CBDC. If you go pull up the paper, you can see it mentions working with Ripple. Does not confirm XRP. Okay, so I'm not here to spread more hopium than we already are filled with. Uh, we we definitely get hyped about XRP and Ripple. It does not confirm that they're building their CBDC on XRP, okay? But it does cite working with Ripple very closely in this CBDC pilot. Once again, another central bank that, you know, they told us they've sat down with over 50 central banks. 
Now we've seen they've they've signed partnerships and they've done consultation deals with with many central banks. And now we have a couple central banks that actually have built the CBDC on the XRP ledger, notably Bhutan and Palau, and in my opinion, more to come. And it's just like with ODL. The smaller partners are using it now. The smaller countries are building their CBDC on the XRP ledger now. Just wait for some of these bigger ones to drop, and you guys know what's going to happen next. But guys, as we titled this show, London is ready. What does that mean? London is the financial capital of the world and of the cabal. Okay, of the of this you know centralized power, this authority that uh, has been ruled over through a, a trifecta here of the London financial world, the Vatican, and the DC military state that we have here in this country. By the way, I'm sure that Joe did a great job tonight at his State of the Union. I didn't get a chance to catch in. I don't know if it already happened or or what the deal is with that. But I'm sure that he updated us on how great the situation is going on. But once again, London, moving faster than the United States. I'm jealous of our friends across the pond there for in this regard about how they are getting regulations faster. They're getting their CBDC pilot faster. They're, they're, they're openly working with Ripple. So I want you to think about that. Here in the United States, our government's attacking XRP holders while central banks from some of our leading partners in the world of finance and trade are partnering up with Ripple, right? So that's why Americans are pissed off is because our government's attacking us. Meanwhile, other people's governments, not are they just not only are they giving their country cryptocurrency regulations, rules of the road and, and allowing innovation to thrive, but they're partnering up with people like Ripple that are going to actually help their country move ahead, right? And that's why us Americans are a little bit pissed off. That's why we talk to lawyers about how to protect ourselves from our corrupt government. And we talk about on my platform how to solve the debt and currency crisis and acknowledging where the power structure is at, how it maintains its power. What can we do about it? You know, we need to throw some left hooks over here. We're saving the haymaker, right? Um, Ripple, obviously, they've pushed forward $100 million into their legal fight against our government. That's an American business that shouldn't be having to spend $100 million fighting their own government. Okay? So, that's where we're at. That's why we voice our frustration here. Okay? Um, Let's continue. MasterCard CEO... I think we're going to have a world where everything will be tokenized and will be passed around in a safe fashion. So once again, the old guard acknowledging this right now, late to the game, but they're finally acknowledging where this goes. Complete tokenization. Everything will be tokenized. And this coming from the MasterCard CEO, he's been making some interesting statements. And was this the guy that was at Ripple's Swell conference? I can't remember if it was the CEO or if it was just somebody else from MasterCard that was at Ripple Swell. I have to go back and look at that. But it was one of the one of the one of the executives, one of the main guys over at MasterCard was at Ripple Swell conference this year. Go figure. Go figure. Everywhere you look, every corner you look around, right? Um, now we also had this that was put out as well by the Bank of Canada, DJ Peter Voss for sharing this one. Thank you. Cash in on the opportunity to learn from the Bank of Canada about digital currencies, the future of payments and more. So the white papers are coming out every day, every week. And and we're seeing how quickly this thing is starting to accelerate. Okay. 
Now, of something very interesting right here. Couple couple points here on the market on where we're at. EG Reg Crypto, XRP, the secret, 20MA and 20th of December 2023. XRP is showing extreme similarities. A uh we got he's got some boxes here, okay, in terms of price and time frame. Extreme similarities. Closing above the 20 moving average on a weekly time frame is bullish and shows strength and momentum. If history will rhyme, then the 20th of December 2023 will be fireworks for XRP. So it's been interesting here. We've been seeing some of these guys have been showing us the exact dates where they're seeing the technical analysis shows us the breakout for XRP. So you guys see um, the, the these uh, these waves, these five wave moves, I guess, whatever they are, um, whatever setup this is called. Uh, I, I like I like EJ Reg Crypto. He's pretty dramatic with uh, the names of these charts. I like I like when these TA guys get dramatic with it. The secret. Um, and, and what was the other one that he used? The last line of defense. Him and Dark Defender. Uh, good stuff. But nonetheless, guys, here's the time frame. Within this year, we're about to see some movement, and that's the thing about Ripple XRP situation is that it's in the stage lawsuit, so it could happen at any time. But I am seeing a lot of technical analysis that kind of leans us towards the end of the year for the cryptocurrency space specifically, okay? But then I have another one here that I want to remind everyone of. I wish, guys, I wish that the bottom was in, and maybe it is, and I wish that we were going to go up from here, but this is a fake out rally. Now, we already made a bunch of money in our Discord group. I already shorted this thing. I made about 18% profit on my Bitcoin short. You don't have to time the bottom. You don't have to time the exact bottom move. You don't have to nail the move perfectly. I'll show you guys the move at the end of this. Um, I'll pull up the sticks and I'll show you how we traded this thing. I pulled 18%. My Discord members were pulling 30% and more on their trades as well. They like to bet with a little bit more leverage than me. I just use 5X, but nonetheless, not financial advice. We've already made money on this move. We've already made money on calling this bull trap rally. But the move isn't over yet. That's the thing. I don't think that we're done yet. And so I wanted to show you guys this one from the Kobesi letter. The market is on track for its third relief rally of 15% plus during this bear market. Meanwhile, the 2000 to 2001 bear market had seven relief rallies of 15% plus. History says that bulls now need a major shift in the fundamental narrative. What do bulls need to start a new bear or, or a new bull market? So we had seven relief rallies of 15 plus percent. Now he's talking about stocks and that might be the S&P or the Dow. I'm not sure. I'm sure that he's pulling from one of those 15% rally. But what have we seen for cryptocurrency? For Bitcoin, we saw over a 50% pump from the November lows. From November lows all the way up to where we're at, we went over 50%. That's a massive move, right? So the crypto, the, the cryptos are going to move faster and they're going to move harder. So we have to be prepared for that, right? And that's what makes it kind of easy is when you see these bull trap rallies, it's been pretty easy to call these out. And and for me, my programs worked out in shorting Bitcoin. So I kind of just stick to that. And you don't got to time it perfectly, but we just catch the swing. And um, my myself and my Discord group, we just cashed out on this move. Um, but I don't think it is over yet. And, and like he's showing us in all of these, um, in the 2000, 2001 rally, 
or bear market, I should say, we had seven plus rallies and we just can completed the third relief rally. So there's going to be more of these coming on the way. Okay. So we got to be careful here, guys. Definitely got to be careful. Um, so here I'm going to pull up the chart right now and I'm going to show you guys what we did right here. Okay. So right there, you can see that yellow horizontal line is where I had made my entry 23,811. So you can see here, I didn't have to nail the top. Okay. I didn't have to nail the top. And these, these green candles that came in right here, guys, this is the one hour chart, by the way, one hour on Qcoin. This is what did it for me. I said, this is enough. I've seen enough. When we pumped all the way up here to 24,200, nearly 24,300, I said, okay, that's enough. I'm calling this, I'm calling the bluff here. I'm calling this BS out. So that's when we entered our trade in right here. We didn't have to nail the top. Entered right there, 23,811, throw on 5X leverage because I'm um, you know, you know, kind of uh, conservative in that regard. And then you see what we did. We didn't have to sell the bottom back here at 22,600. I forget where I got my where I actually made my sell order go through, but we caught this thing and and we didn't have to catch it perfectly. And oh wait, there you go. There's that full moon that we warned everyone about. There's that full moon that we tried to tell everybody once again, month after month. This program has just worked flawlessly, while people still make fun of me for watching and putting the moon phase on my on my chart here. They make fun of me while we just continue to absolutely nail these calls one after another. Um, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. And it's funny, you know, I mean, I got I got people that think that we're just 50k XRP hopium bros. And it's like, we, we got members in our discord group that are making money shorting XRP right now. We're shorting Bitcoin, right? We're just tapped in on every single level. And, I, and I'm just trying to help everyone with you guys. So that's why I show you not financial advice. Uh, I don't recommend trading. As you can see, I do doofus more on TA. I stick to the most simple strategy, but it's been working. And I'm going to tell you guys how I see this market playing out. And you, you know, if I was concerned about clicks and views, I would be calling that the, the, the bottom is in, that this is um, the bull market has begun. But that's not how I feel. That's not what I see. That's not where my technical analysis is. That's not where my fundamental analysis uh, leads me to believe. And so I'm just going to call it like it is. And then I, I had to call it. I had to put my money where my mouth was and we nailed it once again. So I will keep you guys updated. I always tell my discord group first on the trades that I'm making in real time. But then when I do my next live update, you guys see me, I, you know, for those of you guys that watched my last few streams, I just, I show you guys as I'm doing it. I got nothing to hide. There's no special secret, uh, trading course to sell you guys. I just, I, I just short Bitcoin when it's overvalued, which um, you know, <laughs> Bitcoin uh, likes to be overvalued. It likes to do this to people. And this is the problem is that it pulls up the rest of the crypto space too. And in the crypto space, we are impatient. We are waiting and, and trying to, and, and when I say, you know, 18% gains, right? Some people think that that's not enough, right? Because everybody's trying to get the 10X, right? Everybody's trying to get 10,000% gains in the crypto space. And while I get hype as can be, one of, one of the biggest hype mans of XRP, guilty as charged, 100%. I've always kept it real. I've always bring us back to reality. Yes, we get excited after we see more Ripple partnerships, more central banks, reasons to be excited. But then we pull up the technical analysis and I'll show you both sides. I'll show you that it looks like we're going to get fireworks and breakout by the end of this year. 
If you pull the historic fractals, there's pretty much a consensus among anybody that can do TA that we move. We move to the upside. It, you know, how far do we go? That's the million dollar question. Okay. But I wanted to give you guys an update on that, on how we traded that one, executing it once again. Where else are we at? We have this data point as well. Well, people criticize me for saying that I'm trying to FUD out the dollar and that everything's going to be fine. And why, why am I complaining? The United States trade deficit climbed to a record $948.1 billion in 2022, up $103 billion from 2021. So we grew by $103 billion. And an interesting point is that China dumped, I think it was $102 or $103 billion of U.S. Treasuries in Q4. So it's funny how that worked. Our trade deficit grows by 103 billion and China drops 103 billion of our treasuries in Q4. And I got people that are still attacking me for, for saying that I'm spreading FUD about the dollar. Well, well, yeah, it's been destroyed. The value has been destroyed 97% since 1913 when the Federal Reserve came into inception. And then I'm listening to a drone pal who's telling me he's ending the party and he's not going to fire back up the party for a while. And I want people to be prepared for that. And I mean, the data just doesn't lie. It just reaffirms this point after point here. Trade deficits, debt ceiling limits, the obligations, the amount that we're going to be paying out just on our interest payments. Over $1 trillion just in interest is how much the United States is expected to pay here in 2023. And people want to act like this is sustainable. Now, this is this is spreading, and other countries are in a worse situation. So Japan has confirmed that it made a record amount of interventions in the foreign exchange market in October, selling the dollar worth $48 billion to support the yen currency. This is what happened when the dollar becomes a wrecking ball. And this is the problem, is that people are battling the dollar. They're trying to uh, get, get, get rid of the dollar, get off the dollar. But then they also have a bunch of dollar-denominated debt. And they also end up destroying their own currencies and they're battling to keep their own currencies propped up to the tune of $48 billion getting dumped by Japan. Okay, interesting. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys saw this and, and I just want to say thoughts and prayers going out to everyone in Turkey and Syria um, where, where these most recent earthquakes just took place. Very, very tragic situation over there. But I can't confirm this. I just saw this. And so I'm just going to continue to put out some positive energy to that region of the world and my thoughts and prayers out to those people because I can't confirm this, but there are thoughts and, and some rumors circulating. I can't confirm this. I don't know how valid this is, but there's there's talks of this dam is about to collapse over there too, um, which could bring a serious amount of flooding. So I just wanted to make a quick point on that. Let's continue to watch that situation unfold. And um, it, it is truly unfortunate. Um, and we have to understand that weather manipulation and weather warfare is a real thing. And we're going to continue to see that. So I just hope that people have their preparations made food, essentials, precious metals, offline assets, so that you can make it through whatever storm comes your way. Cause we're most definitely in it, whether that's man-made climate change or whether it's weather manipulation and warfare. The fact of the matter is that we don't want to get caught up in that situation. So let's uh, remember that one. Now, guys, uh, I just happened to pull this up here. This is the document here from the uh, Bank of England, 
okay? Cross-border synchronization, a joint project with Ripple demonstrating that synchronized FX transactions in two different simulated real-time growth settlement systems can be achieved, leading to incorporation of synchronization functionality uh, into the roadmap for renewal. That's an interesting choice of words, renewal. We have to renew the financial system, okay? So definitely interesting to see. I don't know if they mentioned any, anybody else. Um, looks like DLT proof of concept, a project to explore and demonstrate basic functions of wholesale settlement using DLT. The bank built on this work via a second exercise, working with Baton Systems, Clearmatics Technologies, R3, and Token to ensure our renewed RTGS service could connect with systems based on DLT and other innovative strategies. So remember R3, um, are they holding a billion XRP? We know that XRP was the first cryptocurrency for settlement on their network. And cross-border synchronization, a joint project with Ripple demonstrating that synchronized FX transactions in two different simulated real-time growth settlement systems can be achieved, leading to the incorporation of synchronization functionality into the roadmap for renewal. So this is the Bank of England. London is ready to roll. And folks, our time is coming. It is here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Quick update from Ben Rickert. The default cycle has begun. Several large land bankers in Vancouver have filed for bankruptcy, unable to refinance their loans now that the music has stopped. So folks, we continue to say some of these markets, Vancouver one, not all markets are created equal. So in regards to the real estate update, you got to look at where you're at, what's happening in your area or where you want to invest. But some of these markets like Vancouver are absolutely getting smacked and have already um, taken a beating and have a ways to go because the default cycle has just begun. Several large land bankers in Vancouver have filed for bankruptcy. And so the dominoes have started. And this is a fantastic opportunity for you guys to sit down right now and evaluate your portfolio in regards to real estate. Whether you're you're renting right now and you are thinking about becoming a first-time home buyer like myself, whether you own your house where you live now, you have some equity, you don't have some equity, you're worried about the value of your property dropping, you're worried about your situation, right? Or you're looking to invest in the real estate asset class. It's a fantastic opportunity for us to sit back down, understand this asset class and how the Federal Reserve's moves will make the market react. I believe... The market is in denial. Sellers are in denial. And in many of these markets, they are being brought back to reality faster because there was more leverage. Case in point, the default cycle has begun. Several large land bankers in Vancouver have filed for bankruptcy. Vancouver was the epicenter of Chinese cash leaving that country and coming to the West. Okay, same thing took place in Seattle, San Francisco, and many other uh, cities in the United States, okay, and, and a lot of foreign investors, not just from China, have uh, came in speculating, and they just were simply trying to get money out of their country, and that and that's specifically kind of more re re relatable to uh, or relative to the situation in Vancouver and Seattle, San Francisco, and basically just the West Coast. But this party's coming to an end rather quickly, okay? And so I want everyone to be tapped in. I want everyone to understand the real estate asset class and how to maneuver in the situation, no matter where you're at, whether you're just getting started like myself, whether you already got some assets, or whether you are a, a serious real estate investor. That's why I sat down last weekend on our Saturday weekly call with my Discord group. I let my good friend Johnny take the reins and he ran us through a real estate update where we talked about all of these things, talked about how to be thinking about this thing depending on where you're at 
and the opportunities that he sees for a real estate investor, short-term rentals, commercial, multifamily, single-family residential, where the opportunity is. And the next conversation that we're going to be having is how to look at markets. So how to determine what market you should be moving to or what market you should be uh, looking to invest in, right? So very, very critical update that we just had in the Discord group last last weekend. If you go over to the Patreon and you get signed up for the Discord group, we'll get you in there and we have all of these sessions recorded that we've done on real estate, on prepping, on security of our digital assets and just online privacy. We've, we've had sessions that covered so much along with you can go back and watch all of the weekly updates that I give every Saturday. And then in addition to that, we have our business development program as well. And, and we're working right now with the team on just building out more infrastructure, more resources so that we can guide everybody in the right direction. And I'm really thankful that my good friend Johnny has been so gracious with his time and someone who's been investing and teaching real estate investment um, for multiple decades. And it's just an absolute pleasure to have him uh, bless our group and talk about how to get deals done during a recession. And so massive session, once again, shout out to Johnny and shout out to the Discord group for everyone who brings value to the conversations that we have over there. That group is completely tapped in 100%. And uh, I just am really looking forward to um, bringing more programs, more value to the community this year here in 2023. Really looking forward to it. Everything can be found over at my website, zachrector.com. Thank you. Okay, now um, we have this. This is the update here from Jeremy Hogan. Ripples, an investment contract requires post-sale obligations argument is front and center in another SEC action. Hopefully the blue sky law argument ripple becomes a tsunami. Okay, so we have another case over here. And um, and we even had this one. This is a new case here of people trying to argue uh, that the, the XRP is a security once again. And um, we even have this comment here from David Schwartz. He says, here's a link to the document. I've only skimmed it, but it sounds like they take a lot of language from our motion to dismiss. Okay. So we have another lawsuit over here, but Jeremy Hogan saying that their argument is becoming front and center here. An investment contract requires post-sale obligations. And that's what we talked about, right? A, a couple of lives ago, I was talking about how the R3 deal had post-sale obligations, right? R3 was supposed to introduce Ripple to banks, right? And Ripple was giving um, R3 the option to buy 5 billion XRP at a price of less than a penny from 2016 to 2019. So there was obligations and expectations post the option, the investment contract sale deal being closed. So in my mind, that is the type of transaction that would be an investment contract security, but it doesn't make the underlying currency or commodity a, a, a security, right? It's the investment contract with Ripple and R3 that is a security. It is not the underlying asset XRP that makes it a security. Okay. So we're seeing this one come front and center once again with Jeremy Hogan. Huge shout out to Jeremy for giving us that update. We love to see it. Okay. Um,
Now, I want to make another quick point right here, guys. Um, here, here's, here's another chart here from EG Reg Crypto that we need to take a look at. XRP Brutal Fractal. See, that's what I love. I love when he gets dramatic with it. We got the Brutal Fractal about to play out, guys. For the sake of simulation, it is excellent idea to take some extreme bearish scenarios. What if XRP is repeating the whole previous fractal 2018 to 2021? We might have excellent buying opportunities, but mentally and emotionally will be brutal for some. And he, he puts in here the wake up line and the line of faith. I love that. I love that. Okay. But he shows us here this fractal. I mean, we could see the worst of this thing taking us well below 25 cents. And I think he even has this thing going back down to like 17 cents, right? Back down to somewhere brutal for us. Um, so once again, we got to stay prepared, guys, because I, I do believe even if that fractal doesn't play out perfectly, I think that something like that is going to occur where we do get a pullback. I don't want to make price predictions, but I just want people to be ready, right? Understand the the underlying situation, which is the liquidity crisis and continuing to see exchanges go insolvent and go bust and that, that contagion spreading. The We don't know what exchange goes next, right? I, I don't know who the next FTX is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be Binance. I don't know if it's going to be Tether, right? But there's multiple dominoes that are teetering right now. And, and, and one after another has been steadily falling. And some of them have been falling, but we haven't even been able to see that they fell yet because they, they've been doing manipulation. They just pumped us up to 24,000 this last month based off of uh, USDC printing based off of Binance printing, and, and just a whole new wave, a, a new year, a new wave of manipulation that brought us up to these levels. And so I just continue to reiterate for my community. If you can't sleep at night because you feel like you don't have enough XRP, okay, well, you know, that's how I sleep well at night is I have a lot of XRP, right? I, I, and then I have my silver and my other stuff too. But I can sleep soundly at night because I have a bag of XRP that makes me comfortable. I sleep soundly through the night. If you don't, you can go get it, right? But I continue to stay liquid. I continue to have some cash on the sidelines to buy more crypto because I think more pain is coming, okay? So just be ready out there for that, guys. Um, no matter how low we go, whether we just go back to 30 cents, whether we go to 25, 20 cents, it's going to happen quickly. You need to have your limit orders placed and be prepared because it's going to happen in a blink of an eye. And then just like that, we will be breaking out once again. Okay. And, um, okay. This is another case. I don't, there's all sorts of cases and guys. That's what I'm talking about. We're in the middle, middle of this legal battle. We got to bring the lawyers on board. We got to have conversations here. There's multiple cases that are already on the books in, in, in the courts being fought right now. We have this one, and God bless him, John Deaton. Whether it's the SEC or a plaintiff's attorney making the absurd argument that secondary market transactions of a token are also securities simply because it may have been previously offered or sold in a way that violated Section 5 of the Securities Act, I will see you in court. And I once again just want to give a huge shout out to John Deaton. That is absolutely fantastic. Here's the case, guys, from James Philan. 
John Dean will be filing a motion to file an amicus brief in Zikinov versus Ripple in California. There, the plaintiffs claim that Ripple sold XRP as an unregistered security. They are asking the court to certify a class of all XRP holders who purchased and now hold XRP or who sold XRP at a loss. The proposed class would include XRP holders worldwide, including the 75,890 XRP holders around the world who disagree with the plaintiffs in Zakhanov and say XRP is not a security. Also, the proposed class is not limited to direct sales by Ripple and includes all sales of XRP, including secondary sales and international sales in countries where XRP has already been determined not to be a security. John Dean will argue, among other things, that the court should not certify the class because of these conflicts and because there is only a small number of XRP holders who claim XRP is an unregistered security while so many XRP holders worldwide claim it's not. John Dean will argue that those small number of plaintiffs in Zakhanov cannot fairly represent so many who disagree with them, including XRP holders in places where XRP is not even considered a security. And, you know, I want to say, Ripple's already had a case against them for this. If you bought XRP and you're down on your investment, I, well, I shouldn't say it. I was going to say it. I was going to say something mean. Don't be a little B-word. Let's get your game up. Come on. You see what Ripple's doing. Don't let price distract you when the manipulation is as clear as day. XRP is definitely a suppressed asset. Right along there with our silver, right? These are suppressed assets. Put your big boy pants up on. Come on. Accumulate some bigger bags and stop complaining that you're down on your investment. Okay? You, you These are the guys that bought the green candles <laughs> when XRP had pumped to $3 and gone up 60,000% in like what two months and then they want to complain when we you know we've came back down in price it's it's ridiculous and, and they and they have no merit they have no merit right and so um god bless john deaton once again for standing up for for uh xrp holders who understand what this really is there it is not a security in any sort of way it's it's just ridiculous that people are still <clears throat> making that claim okay now this is this is one I almost forgot to show you guys this one. We have Ripple's Corey Johnson is interviewed just after the Hinman speech. Johnson expresses relief at saying that Hinman's speech can only mean XRP is not a security either. Explain to me why Clayton and Hinman waited until the very last day of their tenure to crush us. And huge shout out to Mr. Huber for sharing this one. This is Ripple's Corey Johnson. He used to be one of the main guys up there in Ripple. And as you can see, it wasn't just everybody else i mean it was basically everybody in the industry in the crypto space after that hinman speech right used hinman speech to apply it to their project and in this case Corey is saying that once again this confirms that xrp is not a security either so let's take a look let's take a quick listen here to what Corey had to say this was directly after and i believe this was the same conference this yahoo finance conference that took place in what was it june or july of 2018 this is where the Hinman speech took place. Right after that, they bring up Ripple. And this is the thoughts of Corey Johnson right after hearing the Hinman speech. And two years before, the SEC finally decided to sue Ripple on Jay Clayton's last day in office. Let's end on this. I'm sure we'll ask a lot of our guests today for their reaction. We just saw an SEC official say that uh, the SEC believes that Ether, at least 
for, for one, you know, we, we want to know about other currencies as well. Because of breaking uh, news. Yeah, that's it. Not a security with the SEC. What is your take on that? Uh, I can't speak to Ether or the SEC's decision, but it's really clear to us that XRP is not a security. It doesn't meet the, the definitions of a security. Um, Sorry, guys, I forgot that I didn't bring my mic back. Okay, so so, so once again, I apologize there. Um, Corey Johnson's video there was way too quiet. I don't think you guys could have heard that. But basically, he took the stage right after Hinman gave his speech, and he says, it's very clear from Hinman's speech that XRP is not a security, right? So that's where we're at with that one. And I just think that it's, it's so ridiculous, and people want to attack us for just trying to protect ourselves. We're the ones that got attacked by the SEC, right? It wasn't just Ripple, Brad, and Chris. As you can see, there's other lawsuits now too that are people that are trying to make claims that our XRP is a security, right? Can you guys still not hear me? Or are we good now? You guys should be good now. You guys still can't hear me? That's crazy. Turn up your volume. Now you're yelling. Okay. So... As I was saying, guys, people are mad because we're having a conversation about defending ourselves against a corrupt government, and I just think it's pretty incredible um, how we how we've been attacked. And for me, you know, um, I, I've been talking to multiple lawyers, multiple lawyers, trying to figure out this deal. Um, there's multiple lawsuits that are already underway that have been filed, and so I, for me, and, and for where most of us have been. Just give us a level playing field. Just get, just give us a level playing field, right? And 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 to me, um, now that this thing's moved forward, and as Jeremy Hogan, sh you know, made it very clear here, it is all about the um, post sale obligations. If you wrap XRP in an investment contract, yes, you make it a security. You, you don't make the underlying XRP a security. You make that sale a security, an investment contract with expectations and obligations. So I think the the way that this story ends for me, guys, is very simple. I think that it, all that's going to be determined is how 
Ripple is able to distribute the XRP currency that they are in possession of. XRP will be a currency. And I, I want people to be ready for um, the judge to actually come out and say that, yes, yeah, some of these do constitute an investment contract security. And this could be the catalyst that brings us back down below that 25 cent level. You know, like I said, it could be Binance collapsing, it could be Tether, or it could be the judge coming out and serving up what would be deemed by the marketplace and by the news media as a loss for Ripple, because the judge is going to come out and say that, yes, some of these are investment contract securities, but right, hopefully um, we'll get clarity as far as XRP itself is a currency, but some of these post-sale uh, you know, obligations and expectations do make some of the sales that Ripple conducted a investment contract security, right? To me, I'm not a lawyer, but just from my basic, simple understanding of this situation, that's how it should play out. That's what makes sense to me based off of historical case precedent and Supreme Court case ruling, right? These are precedents that go back a very long time that make it clear what makes an investment, uh, a security. And, and even as David Schwartz says, right, uh, in investment, um, what, whether it gives you, uh, what did he say? Whether it gives you rights or whether it gives you, I had to pull that back up. There's a very simple way to tell if something is a security or a commodity. If it gives you rights, it's a security. If it gives you abilities, it's a commodity. And that's all XRP does is it gives you the ability to access some technology. Having an XRP token does not give you any rights to any company, right? You have no rights. You just own and you have the ability to use the currency, use the commodity. So um, to me, this is a very simple case, right? Um, is the case, are we going to get that ruling here in the next couple months? I really do hope so. Um, Jeremy Hogan just gave us an update that within the next 45 days, we should be expecting a ruling from the judge. So it sounds like by the end of March, we should be very, very close to a ruling, folks. So I just want everyone to be prepared, though, um, for that ruling that will be deemed as a loss, right? Um, that, that, that That's going to be shared around. That could be a catalyst for a major pullback. And many people will misconstrue that and they won't understand that. They'll see that, yes, some sales um, do constitute a security and they're going to lose their mind, not understanding that the underlying currency is, a, you know, the underlying commodity XRP is not a security, but the way that it was packaged up by Ripple was an investment contract in some instances. Primarily, the R3 deal is what, the one that got exposed that we can all see. And in my mind, that does constitute a security, that sale. But the way that securities are offered, all that matters is then they have to be registered with the SEC. And going forward, they would still be able to distribute XRP in that way. Um, but they, they would be um, offering a, a security offering in that um, they would be if they put in expectations or obligations. Now, if they just went to an exchange or they went to you know, a bank and said, you give us dollars, we're going to give you XRP, that's the deal, that's not a security. So Ripple would still be able to distribute their XRP and escrow. They would just kind of have to change the way that they've done that, which they've already done, which that's the other 
you know, key factor, key, key piece of evidence that I'm using to come to this conclusion. So I want everybody to remain calm while we go through and finish off this liquidity crisis, no matter what's going to come at us next, let's stay together here right now. Let's understand where I'm coming from. And I just speak on my behalf. I'm an XRP holder who's pissed off here because I'm in America and my government has attacked me and put a cloud on my property. I'm trying to figure out how to protect this asset. I, I do think that, and I do hope that this, this case outcome will give us clarity and that we will be able to move forward. But I do have contingency plans, right? I always have contingency plans and I have major preparations that have been made for those worst case scenarios, right? So you guys know where I'm at. We're going to continue to press forward at this time. I do want to take some questions. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Cheers, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.